What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. everybody welcome back to the her living room and let me tell you we have a guest in the living room but it feels almost weird to call her a guest because she's part of the reason why this living room is put together (laughs) so i cannot wait to have a conversation with her today we are talking to author of a storied life white Sox fan who loves books and is one of my favorite cousin friends lee kramer Woo! <laughs> Lee had to really watch me like do that. You had to watch me do that just now. Mm. I know this is this is like a whole other side of you. <laughs> <laughs> I only I only get to hear the recorded versions. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, first of all, thank you so much for being in the living room as well as uh helping to put the living room together. So I was about to say, I couldn't figure out if I was like, y'all, Lee is our guest in the living room. Also, she lives here. And then I was like, wait, I guess that would make it sound like we live together, which, you know, we could, but we don't. I mean, in in the metaphorical her living room, I 
I do kind of live there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a it's it's a home we're there together, you and I and Matt. <laughs> I guess we should explain that my official title is administrative and podcast production assistant. Yes, because I was about to say that Lee is not only my good friend, but we also work together. And we work together in in general ways that Lee fixes my work life as my assistant and as the production assistant for this podcast, Lee. Oh, my goodness. Pretty much anything that's organized about this, y'all, is because of Lee. I just want you all to know that. (laughs) I just want you to know that that's true. So, Lee, I'm really excited for us to be on the podcast because you and I obviously talk through almost every episode. What am I saying? Every episode of this podcast, you and I talk about it, whether it's in the before process or in the after process. And we've been doing quite a few uh, friend episodes in the last year or so, and particularly the Internet Friends episodes that we've done the last few months. And Lee and I were laughing because we, too, started out (laughs) as Internet Friends. And I would love to just go into that story a little bit, Lee, of how you and I met. What's our what is our Internet friend story? Well, it's I feel like it's a little nebulous because we were writing for the same website. Mm -hmm. And so we connected there. There was some kind of is it a Facebook group for all of the writers? That's right. I feel like that's how I first came across you. And then I guess through the group or maybe just from reading each other's stuff on that site and then maybe following each other on Twitter. Yep. I think that's how it. We, I think how that's we started it. getting to know each other better. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't have, like, I don't remember like our first interaction or like at what point I was like, not my fellow writer, Amina, but my internet friend, Amina. It right. just... I don't know. Like, do you have any early memories? It's like, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes with internet friends, it's like, you don't really know. Like at what point you're like, this person is cool to like, Oh, I want to be friends with them. It just kind of evolves that way. Yeah. It's very magical. It is magical because I do, I do remember that Facebook group. And I do remember at one point somebody started a social media thread where it was like, hey, we should all follow each other. And I do remember following you then and then being like, okay. Hmm, okay, and like looking at the tweets and somehow either through conversations in that group or through your Twitter, I knew that you were in Nashville then and I was coming there quite a bit. But when we met in person at an event, I... I don't know. It was like when I saw your face and maybe you, did you DM me? Why did I not go back through our DM history to see if they were still there? <laughs> well, that was, this was like several years ago. So that'd be a lot of, it'd be a lot of DMs messages to go through. Um, I may, I'm, yeah, I may have DM'd you to say that I was going to be there. That is something that I would do. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I knew that someone was going to be in town, um, and I felt like reasonably friendly enough with them, I would probably say like, we should meet up or let's make sure we say hi or do you have time to go get coffee or whatever. So that, that is possible. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that might have been at least a, I feel like there was at least a message from you that said, hey, I know you're going to be in town and I live here. I feel like there's at least that. 
But I mm-hmm. feel like I felt so pleasantly surprised when I actually saw you there <laughs> at the event. I think we actually <laughs> walked out of the event. It was you and I and another yeah. friend. I think we actually walked out of the event Amanda and we're Williams. just like in the hallway, all the all the giggles mm-hmm. and just, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like all the conversation. Yeah. Oh, that was so yeah, was like like we're real people. We could see how tall each other was or in my case, not. was. <laughs> <laughs> I am short. <laughs> Amina is tall. <laughs> Very. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So it was, I think it was, yeah, it was just fun to actually put a, like a name or an avatar and a face, like a real face together and to see that we are real people and also just enough conversation where you're like, yeah, I could, I really do like this person and they are who like, they are in real life who they present themselves to be online. Ooh, that's a good point right there, Lee. That's a good point right there, because I think in making online connections, you sort of get this comfort online around some of the people that you enjoy their tweets or maybe you talk to them online and stuff. And the feeling when you meet them of like, oh, that same feeling that I have about you online. I also have that feeling when I see you in person. Oh, you articulated that in such a great way because I'm like, that's totally how I felt like, oh, yes, look at you. Yes, yes, that same feeling. (laughs) And I think we I think we only had like it was a very small amount of time because I can't remember if I had to go back on stage to do something. I can't remember that part. But I remember it was a very quick like my phone, your phone. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> you know, kind of. Yeah, I feel like we took uh, we took a selfie, and I think I think you introduced me to your mom. And your oh, that's grandma. right. No, I think my mom and, and my sister. I think it was my your mom sister and my was sister. There? I mean, yeah. like I feel like you had a few people that were yeah. that were with you. Um, and then yeah, it must have just been like a really quick break in between stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were all kind of like, can we just like skip the rest of this (laughs) and just okay just hang out (laughs) okay I really wished I really probably if I this is the thing about as you know you get older and more into your like um I don't really care what people be thinking phase of your life you know now that we're in our 40s I feel like me and my 40s would have been like I'm done here anyways do you want to go get something to eat or I feel like I would have done yeah. that now. But then I sort of felt like, oh, the session's starting. But now I would have been like, oh, are you hungry? I'm hungry. Let me go get, I'm going to walk back in there and get my bag. And then everyone's going to know that I'm leaving and I don't, I don't want to be here for the rest of this. I mean, I totally would have left because I had a free ticket. So I, I mean, I was literally only there to like see a couple of friends. And like, it was not really, it was not really my scene. <laughs> Please, please. And thank you. Okay, let me ask you about this. And you you spoke to this a little bit. I wanted to ask you, what is it you're looking for when you meet an online friend in person? Is it that that feeling of comfort? I mean, I know I feel like when we're if we were talking about like a dating situation, you'd say you're looking for this chemistry and maybe it is still chemistry, but just friendship. Like, what is that like for you? What are you looking to see when you meet someone in real life that, you know, online? I, yeah, chemistry is probably still a good way to put it because, I mean, I guess when you think of friends, maybe you don't think of chemistry so much, but like, do you vibe with mm-hmm, each other? Mm-hmm. Like, are you on the same wavelength? And um, is does the conversation flow as easily in person as it does when you're just like texting with them? I, I think with all of my internet friends, 
whether it's online or in real life, I'm looking for that connection. Like, what are the things that we have in common? Are we learning from each other? Are we laughing? Are we supporting each other? And so when I meet them in real life, I just want to make sure that that ease is still there. Mm. Oh, I love that word, the ease. We love a friendship with ease. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. It, it doesn't always happen. Like there are, there are a couple of times that I have met someone and the conversation is more stilted. And I don't, I don't always know what that is. I think in most of those cases, they approached me to hang out instead of the other way around. Mm. Not, not always. I sh- that's probably not accurate, but I would say like they were people that I wouldn't have necessarily thought to get together with. Um, because there have certainly been internet friends that have asked me to hang out that I would have totally asked them first. Right. Right. <laughs> if we had been in the same place. So, but yeah, I think that where they, where I felt less connected to the online friendship, then I think it makes sense that I would feel less connected once we met face to face or they just had a different expectation of who I was or mm. wanted. Cause I, I used to be a social worker. I think sometimes people think that they want some free therapy and I Ooh, do child. not offer that. I do not Ooh, offer those services. No, so, thank you. So that can be a little awkward to kind of redirect that conversation and be like, mm, I don't know where you thought, that I was going to do that for you, but no. <laughs> okay. Like, no, no, thank you. No, we don't want to provide those services, especially since it's draining <laughs> to do <laughs> when yeah. you're in, when, when that's happening to you, when someone has that expectation of you in a personal type of setting, that's no, no, thank you. Right. Right. And it's not, I mean, I feel like they probably think that like we're friends. So I'm just going to share like what I've been going through. And I'm like, well, we are kind, we're not really that kind of friend. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Like if we were real friends, sure. I don't totally want to know like what someone is going through or what they've been through, but, um, but I'm also not, not going to give them free therapy either. Like that's very different to support a friend versus looking for that level of, um, expertise. Right. If you want that expertise, I don't, not licensed for that anymore, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to do more than pay for my lunch. So, (laughs) okay. Okay. Please. I'm going to tell you what I what I felt like solidified for me, like, Lee's my friend now. Lee <laughs> reached out to me and was like, hey, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> I was thinking about making a trip to Atlanta. Can I stay with y'all? And I like I think back on this all the time, Lee, because. It was like you were asking me that you there was there were a few things that made me be like, yes, to all of the things that Lee's saying in this message. First of all, it was sort of like you caught me in this window of time where I want to say by the time your birthday had come up, I don't think we'd been in our house even a year. I think you were one of the first like house guests that we ever had. And we'd never had a guest room either to have house guests. So the thought Mm -hmm. of being like, we're in this new home. Sure. And then you said something about maybe you'll remember this, but there was something you said about why you wanted to get out of Nashville. (laughs) You want you or maybe you didn't say why you wanted to get out of Nashville. You wanted to go someplace else for your birthday. And I think you were turning 35. Am I remembering that right? Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of like 
I have a lot of strong feelings around what can be monumental birthdays in general. Like I have strong feelings around people celebrating that. And then I just have strong feelings around birthdays. I just feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, you writing and being like, I'm like, I don't know if you had written and just said, you know, shit is crazy in Nashville and I just want a weekend in Atlanta. Like, would I have been equally like, yeah, come on, maybe I would have. But something about you saying it was your birthday that you wanted to just be in like a different environment. All the layers of that had me like, yes, Lee, come to Atlanta. We can think of fun things that you can do because it's your birthday, you know? (laughs) And so I just said, you asked and I just said, yeah. And you just came on. Do you remember, do you remember what was in your mind when you were, when you were reaching out to me (laughs) to ask that? Not, I mean, not really. I, I definitely wanted to not be in Nashville for my birthday. I just wanted a change of pace. And, and I think like the, the year before that birthday had been kind of disappointing. Mm. And so I think I just was like, I just got to get out of town for this one for 35. Um, and then I was thinking, well, like where, like what's within driving distance that would be fun or like, who do I know? And then I was kind of like, well, I could, could go back to Atlanta and then maybe I could see what the Mina, like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I, it is kind of wild when I think back because I mean, we'd really just seen each other that brief amount of time at that conference. And so that's a pretty big jump to go to, can I stay at your house? I also think I probably gave you a lot of caveats of being like, it's okay if it doesn't work out or like, you know, very you low pressure. Too. Yeah, I think you did too. Um, but I, I'm also someone that it will just kind of be like, well, I'm just going to ask and see like, see what they say. I will often go visit an internet friend that I've never spent any time with in person and just kind of be like, let's see what happens. (laughs) Which hasn't burned me yet, so. Okay. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. I was like, sure. And when you came and stayed with us that weekend, first of all, I mean, I have had a lot of joy getting to know you because you are a person that has like, how can I describe it, Lee? It's like you have a lot of um, wonderful layers to you. And even all the years I've been friends with you, there is always something that we end up talking about that I'm like, hmm, I didn't know Lee liked that. (laughs) Or I'm like, hmm, I didn't know she'd be into that or whatever it is. You know, you have these like you have these wonderful elements of like surprise, you know, that I'm like, oh, hmm. So like when you came that weekend and we were like, what do you like to eat? we're trying to think of some places we can go together and what do you like to drink matt matt was the one because between the three of us matt and lee handle their alcohol much better than i do so matt was like what do you like to drink what about this what about this he was like naming different things and lee was like it's gin for me (laughs) i was just like i am here for everything about this (laughs) like i just would i mean i don't know what my mind would have expected you were gonna say lee but there was just something so I don't know. It's felt something so like classy, but cussing lady that you were like, it's gin for me. Who cares about wine? No one needs champagne. It's gin for me. (laughs) I feel like this is the best description of myself that I've ever, I've ever heard. (laughs) It was so fantastic. I was like, oh yes, it's gin. It's gin for her. Go on Lee. What else? And we just, I mean, we had a lot of fun that weekend just thinking of places that we enjoyed and after you told us like some types of food you like or things that you might, things that you thought you might like to do and getting to like go and do those things. And then because we're both introverts also being like, is this a time that you would rather just sit down and not have anything to do? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I remember it just had, it was a quick visit, but it had a really good flow to it. And it wasn't like, we totally could have, torn it up and done a lot more, but that's not what I was, not what I was looking for. I just wanted to be in a different place and just to be able to get to know you and Matt. Well, I mean, you better, but Matt at all. I didn't. Right. <laughs> I <met him> before, <laughs> right. So. 
And now here we are all these years later. Oh, my gosh, because I was thinking about the other times that you've come to visit us. And of course, since we've started working together, some of those were sort of like we'd have a little bit of work and then we'd be like, "Okay, we're done with that. Now a library, a bookstore, (laughs) a donut or whatever it was, (laughs) you know, we could get into. And so I kind of feel like every time you come to visit, it still has a little bit of the rhythm of what our first visit together was. It's definitely like, what's this food that we trying to eat? Also, what's the time we're going to have that we're going to do nothing in case activities have overstimulated me? (laughs) Yeah, or or just like sitting on your couch and talking. It's Mm -hmm. like we don't have to go out to have a good time, but... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Now I'm really sad that we haven't been able to see each other in person. I know. Because so normally at least once a year, I think so yeah. far, we've almost every year up until the pandemic, of course, had that mm-hmm. time. And so we there have been several moments, y'all, personal moments between Lee and I and professionally where I've been like, Lee, like a professional thing. We had, you know, we had some wins happen professionally that I wanted to be like, oh, we're supposed to be able to eat food together right now. <laughs> and I hate it <laughs> that we can't, you know, and then sometimes personally, I'd be like, oh, I just want to make you collard greens leave. And I don't even know if you eat collard greens, but I want to make them and sit there with you. <laughs> Which will always crack me up. That is like, that is your go-to um, <laughs> like collard greens. <laughs> it's my big fix it. It's my like, it's my like, well, something's going on. I guess I need to make 10 pans of collard greens. I don't know. I'm just like, that just feels like a thing that I guess because it's a dish you make that you kind of have to stew and, you know, it cooks for a while. And a lot you, of love and comfort. Yeah, into it I well. think maybe that's why it's in my mind. But y'all, y'all would not believe the amount of times that I'm like, Lee, I just wish I could make you some collard greens. And Lee will be like, I don't know if that's what I want, but I hear the sentiment behind what yes. you're saying. <laughs> and I do receive that. <laughs> OK, so Lee, after us. Being online friends, then we became friends in real life. Then we started working together. And this is a thing that we really wanted to center this episode on because I know some of you may also be in situations where you work with friends. Or I've also had people say, oh, my friend and I are thinking about starting this business together or we're in consideration of working together. And I have to say, I am so proud of both of us that we have managed to work together, you know, as as much as we work, as much as we have to work together, especially on the podcast and the different projects we have going, that we've worked together and our working relationship is great and our friendship is great. And that yeah. is not always the case when friends work together. So I wanted also to talk about how we started working together. And basically I was in a crisis and I don't even know if Lee and I on the friendship end of things had had a chance to talk about the fact that I was in a crisis. I don't even know if we'd had a chance to talk about that. Lee had sent out a message to a few of us on email, right? And you were like, hey, you know, here is a thing I'm doing, offering, you know, administrative assistance let me know if you all have any leads for me or if you have, you know, any any work. And I was immediately like, <laughs> hello, Lee, comma, hard return, hard return. So excited <laughs> you sent me this email because <laughs> a girl is in a crisis and needs some assistance. So tell me on your side of that story, where were you at that point and 
how how was that email when you were sending it? You were sending that to a few people who were your friends also, right? So you were opening up the opportunity that you might have work opportunities to come in from friends. And how did you process all of that? Yeah, so this was fall of 2017. And 2017 was a very difficult year for me. Same. <laughs> I don't like to think about it mm-hmm. very much. <laughs> like that's, that's the level of difficulty that we're talking about. So I was in a state of flux with work and I had been looking for full-time work. It hadn't happened. I was living in the Twin Cities at the time. Um, that move just was not working out on any on any level. So I had gone back to becoming a virtual assistant and had like, you know, small clients, maybe, you know, five hours a month or whatever here and there and just trying to cobble things together, um, just trying to like, pay the bills even at, at a minimum and things just were not coming together and I didn't know what else to do. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to really lean into the virtual assistant thing and see if I can just build up more clients and make that work. And so all of my work up to that point had been word of mouth. So I was like, I'm just going to send out an email to people and let them know that like, I'm really going to go all in on this and just see what happens. And so I was just kind of going through my contact list and I was like, well, I could send it to Amina. And I, but I was kind of like, I don't know. It was just kind of like, I just kind of added you in there. It was, I had, I don't think you were on the initial list of people that I was thinking I was going to send it to. But as I was going through, I was like, yep, just going to slot her in there. And, and then like, I feel like very quickly you wrote back. I did. Um, and I don't, I don't remember if, I'm sure we had talked on Boxer but I don't like I can't I thinking back, I can't remember if I knew like what was going on with you at that time. Yeah, um, I feel like it had been a while since we'd been able to like catch up. So, yeah, which could also just be speaking to my my mental health at the time. Like mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. not, I was just I mean, y'all, I was in a very dark place mm-hmm. <laughs> that year. So um, so I think we found each other at a time work-wise when we need each other, but also just to be able to connect on that personal level again, too. And, and I, I think it took our friendship even deeper. Um, I mean, in fact, I know, I know that was part of it of like, that we were just going through hard times and we were able to support each other. Um, even though we were both going through hard times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Like when you said that, I was like, damn, 2017 was a rough year for me too. What was it about that year that just, yikes. Like, I just remember emailing you back and being like, I was in such a crisis that I was like, Lee, even if you can't like keep me as a long-term client, just for two weeks, can you check my email? Like, can you just make sure there's nothing in here? Like I was in that much of a crisis Oh my gosh, like to think back on that. But like you said, let us not marinate too hard on that because eek, (laughs) eek, please. But it was like the perfect, um, it was unfortunate circumstances that had led us both to now this moment of working together. But then that was very fortunate that we were able to connect at that moment because y'all, when I tell y'all, Lee came in there and just even knowing someone was checking my inbox so I could just take a break was amazing. And then I think 2018 came in and I was like, okay, things have been in shambles. Now I need to feel like figure out what is rebuilding going to look like. 
And then Mm -hmm. I was able to come back to you and go, okay, here's what I think (laughs) things are going to be. Is this the thing we can do? And I'm going to tell y'all something that I love about Lee Kramer. I I love this about Lee Kramer until the cows come home. You know what I'm saying? And I really have never been in any situation where I understand what it means when the cows come home. But I assume by Southern context that that's forever. So anyways, it's so that so the end of time is <laughs> when the cows come home. <laughs> when I tell y'all um, Lee Kramer be having a boundary girl. And when I tell you that Lee Kramer be communicating the boundaries to you, honey. So even when we first started working together, Lee let me know, like, these are the days and hours I'll be available. This is how my invoicing process is going to work. During the days and hours that I have told you I'm not available, I'm not available. So you will need to be waiting until the next day (laughs) that I tell you that I'm available. Like, she really, like, set that up. And I think... I'm really thankful for that because to me, I feel like that is a big part of why we are able to maintain a personal relationship and work well together professionally because you walked in with like, this is what we're doing. That means even if you're thinking about a work thing on Saturday, don't text me about it. And even if you text me about it, you won't get a response because I told you those days belong to me. You know, it was like I walked in sort of understanding your expectations. Do you feel like in times when you're working with friends that having those conversations up front is really helpful? Oh, absolutely. I'm so I, part of it is like, that is the conversation that I have with clients, regardless of how they came to me of just being very upfront of like, these are my work hours. You can message me outside of that, but I will not respond to that. I will not look at it. Like I don't keep any kind of work email on my phone. Like I just have very, I'm very regimented about that. And part of that is because a lot of people in the freelance space don't keep regular hours, Right. but it's very important for me personally, in order to be able to do the work that I do, uh, to have set hours and a set availability so that it doesn't bleed into every other area. And because I, I think that most of the time, a lot of what I'm doing isn't urgent. So it can wait until the next business day. Right. So, so it's like my own personal boundaries, but I also think, or at least I hope that some of those personal boundaries can also help my clients set better boundaries around that, that work-life balance, um, which can seem a little mythical, but I don't think that it has to be (laughs) mythical. And then I think with the friend side of it is I want to be very clear that like we are friends and we are working together and here's how we should can best communicate about the works side of things. And here's how we can make sure that we keep the friend side of things mm. going. So it doesn't become lopsided. Mm. And just to make sure that we are communicating well across the board. Um, because I don't want, I don't want working together to sour the friendship yeah. Yeah. Um, or yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I would rather just address it straight up. And then, and then we, and then you can kind of fine tune as things go. But I, yeah, I just, I like to just, I, yeah, I think it's just like name the elephant in the room. Yeah. Just like, here's, here's what we're working with and here's what I think would be best. I love to see it, Lee, because I do feel like sometimes you have conversations with people and they'll say, you know, if I have a problem with that, I'll let you know. I'm going to tell you all something. Lee is really going to let you know. Some people say, 
they have a problem, they'll let you know. But really, when they have a problem, they're going to be sort of internally like, I have a problem. No. If Lee is like, "Mm, no, that's not going to work for me. Lee's actually going to come back and tell you, that's actually not going to work for me. (laughs) That's really helpful. That's really, really helpful. And of course, as your friend, as your friend and in working with you, it's like as your friend, I want you to have your time. You know, like I want you, I want, I want all, all of what those boundaries are going to do for you and how that impacts your life in a healthy way. It's like, I want that. So I don't want to be the client or the friend (laughs) who is overstepping (laughs) that. I don't want to do that part. You know, I was going to ask you, what tips would you have for people who are considering being in a work situation or work relationship with a friend? Because I think sometimes we assume like, oh, it's my friend. We don't really maybe have to have those conversations with each other. We've known each other, blah, 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 amount of years. We've experienced blah, blah, blah seasons of life together. So we'll just work together and it'll be it'll be like, you know, we're just catching up and then a few work things in between. And then things get really a mess because we didn't have those conversations. So I think that's when things go sideways is if you assume that it'll all it'll all be smooth sailing. Because even in the closest friendship, like work changes things. It just just it can be great, but you have to go in with your eyes wide open. I would say the first thing to consider is your personality types Mm. and to really think about the ways that your personality types get along and then the points of conflict. And especially if you've been friends for a while, there probably has been some kind of conflict or some area where, where you don't see eye to eye. And so to think about how, how will you navigate that conflict and what it like what is your own conflict style what is theirs um and what can you both do to make sure that that doesn't impede the work that you're going to do together because yeah I mean I, I wouldn't say that I'm always the first person to handle conflict head-on I've, I've learned I mean I do I definitely have my boundaries and I've learned to be very upfront about that but sometimes in a friendship I might be more prone to let things go, mm. but you can't do that when you're working together right. because that's how the resentments start to pile up. And then the little things can become like huge issues and you just don't, you don't want to ruin a friendship over like a work conflict that really isn't that big of a deal at the end of the day, yeah. even though it feels like the largest mountain in the world. Right. Right. Oh, I think those are such good tips, Lee, because I I feel like I've had a few instances where I was working with a friend and it just got to that point where it was like, we're about to choose this work or this friendship. And at the end of the day, I'm going to choose the friendship. Like the work Mm -hmm. can be figured out a different way. I would rather I would rather walk out of not working together and still have our friendship than lose our friendship to working together. But in a lot of those cases where so, I mean, of course, sometimes it just doesn't work well because of maybe the season of life for you and your friend. And maybe right. you started out and things seemed like they were going to, you know, be this certain way. And life comes at you in this different way. You know, you have some different things happen to you that sort of change those dynamics. But I think outside of that, a lot of it is sometimes two friends that shouldn't be working together is working together. <laughs> right. right. You know, and then like... Seemed like a good idea, but we didn't really think through the details. And it's like, maybe you should just be that person's friend. Maybe y'all not supposed to be 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it also depends on like, what are the roles that people are going to play? Like is one person the boss and the other person is like freelance employee? Are you co-owners? Like that changes, like who is going to be the decision maker? Are you both ideas people? In which case, how is the actual work going to be implemented? Ooh, my, my. Mm. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of considerations. Um, and just because you get along in, you know, when you're hanging out doesn't mean that you're going to be able to work together well. So there's, I feel like there's a lot to consider, but the fact that you really like someone and know them well, or at least reasonably well, can also be a really great way to start yeah. a business um, relationship. So I don't know. It, it's worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and me. I mean, I I have enjoyed this so far. I do feel like the first probably two or three years that you and I worked together, which I, I am a proponent of the check-in. I'm sure that I gave Lee a much longer preamble at the check-in than she asked me <laughs> to give her. But I am a proponent of if you're working, if you're working with people in general, but especially if you have personal relationship to them, of just having a certain time of the year that you just have that check in, you know, how is this working for you? Is it working for me kind of thing? And you and I, we do that every year. I'm giving less of a preamble than I did <laughs> those first couple of years, because the first couple of years, y'all, we would get to that. It was either like end of year meeting or sort of top of the new year meeting. And I'd be like, well, Lee, here we are. And I know that you may not want to be here working with me like this always. You may decide one day it's Scotland for you. And I can see that as a beautiful life for you. And I want you to know at such time, you know, and Lee would listen to me go through the whole thing. I mean, this was taking a while, y'all. I'm like, you know, it's such time that you may decide you may not even want to do this anymore. No, I always really like I was really going in for it. And Lee would listen and she'd be like, Amina, nothing has changed <laughs> regarding <laughs> Our work relationship. Also, as I have stated to you previously, should that come up, you would know that long before this meeting. <laughs> right. right. But I do, it's really helpful to have like a big picture meeting like that where we can just kind of talk about like what's worked well over the past year. Where do we need to, you know, improve some systems for next year or what are the goals for the next year? And like, what do we need to put in place? So it's not even just like, how is our interpersonal working relationship going? But like, what are we going to like put our mind to next? Yeah, which kind of helps us fix some of the stuff that can make the relationship staticky or things that, you know, Lee and I all the time are sort of trying to refine processes of how we work together, of what we're doing. And um, and Lee and I working together, you know, it's not like what I do for a living is cookie cutter. <laughs> so there'll be like a lot of moments that Lee's like, oh, hmm, didn't know we'd be working on something like that. And here we are doing that, yes. you know, so that can be kind of fun, but also new things to learn all the time of different processes that would be needed for different projects that come across the table. So I do feel like the communication is a, a huge plus for us. And I, I agree with you. I think if you are going to work with a friend, you have to, you have to really, I, th I think to me, working with a friend is the same as living with one. And I have a lot of friends that I yes. love and yes. some of them, you're just like, we love each other and we could just never live together. Like it would just, 
you know, we'll you have some more if we don't do this. <laughs> right. And I feel like you should have those friend considerations, you know, yes. it's like you have some yeah. people you love that you're like, we can't live together. We gonna get each other's nerves and ruin our friendship. We can't work together. And then you have some friends that you're like, let's have a talk. Let's talk about what that would look like. More conversation, more communication is the best. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Lee, oh my gosh, I could just talk to you forever. I have enjoyed this so much, y'all. I hope that Lee and I have given you some things to think about, consider if you are thinking about working with a friend. And also, I just want to return to the top of the episode that sometimes it's good to just take a little step out there, you know, take a little step out there with a DM. You know, if you have a chance to meet an online friend in person, you can take a little step out there and check the vibes. And if the vibes are good, you could totally come out of that with a wonderful friend because I know I did. Now Lee can't get rid of me. So this is it. I always say that you can't get rid of me. (laughs) I conned you into being my friend. (laughs) We love to see it. Lee, thanks for not only being here in the living room, but I do just want to give you these flowers because Lee and I have been working together. Some of you are just now uh, listening to this podcast after this podcast was um, sort of rebranded into a weekly. You're hearing this now more of you because of Seneca Women and iHeart. But Lee and I have been working together since the 1.0 of this podcast when we were just like (laughs) building the scaffolding (laughs) for what this is now. So I just wanted to say in our living room while the listeners are here, Lee, just thank you so much that I appreciate you. This podcast, y'all, I'm not even lying to y'all. It wouldn't be her with Amina Brown if Lee and I had not been working together at that time. Lee really helped like put together all the infrastructure that you see here. So I thank you for that, Lee. And also, you know, Lee, if we can close with one of the affirmations that you have given to me many times as a friend, y'all, I, <laughs> I go to Lee and I tell Lee some wild things that have gone on. I tell her how this person, that person crossed this boundary after I put the boundary up. I tell her the wild things. Y'all wouldn't even know the wild things people say to me professionally and personally. And Lee always has a two-word affirmation for me. And I would love, Lee, if you can just share this affirmation with the people so that if they, too, need to remember these two words, they can hear them from you. What's what's the affirmation you normally you really tell me, Lee? Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want well? Make sure your children aren't listening. Yeah, this is th- these are adult words. So <laughs> there are children in the room. Get them out of here. But if you listen to this podcast, hopefully you want to sit with your children. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. yes, Lee. Okay, I always say fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, if I could do embroidery. That's what I would do. I would just have a very beautiful embroidery of fuck them, dash, dash, Lee Kramer. That's what we need. It's a wonderful affirmation, Lee. I love to see it. <laughs> you remember he told me, I don't know, a couple of years ago that if I ever, if I ever started a nonprofit, it should be called fuckthem.org. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. this would be a very valuable nonprofit, Lee, because people like I feel like as a friend, one of the things that I just value so much about you is that you are always about reminding the people in your life that you love, reminding them like, hey, uh, you're worth more than those people treating you like that. And you don't have yes. to accept that 
treatment from them. You don't have to accept it. So that's really inherent, you know, in this new nonprofit that Lee is going to launch. We'll let you know when the links are available that you might be able to. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't y'all have so much joy donating to a nonprofit that was fuckthem.org? Wow. Wow. I think there could be a lot of joy in that, Lee. Let's we'll discuss. We'll discuss. (laughs) Thank you so much. Talk to y'all next week. (laughs) Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.